Hi, this is Todd Kearns, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Well, hello, music lovers. This is Sherelle Jardine, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Tonight's show is sponsored by Breakout West, which is happening October 10 to 14th in Kelowna, B.C. Go to breakoutwest.ca for more information and Zed Productions. Zed Productions is a full-service production company offering the best studios and services to suit your project and budget. From recording to mixing and mastering, contact Sheldon Zaharko at sheldonzaharko.com. I'm super excited to share my interviews with you tonight. Linda Korskaden from the BC Country Music Association and rock god Todd Dammit Kearns. Make a scene is exactly what it says. We want you, the music lover, to go out and support the musicians that are creating and performing their music, and you, the musicians, to promote your shows. It's that simple. If we build it, they will come. Join us each week as together we explore what's happening musically in our beautiful city of Vancouver and beyond in our province, BC. On Make a Scene, you're going to hear interviews with artists, venues, reviews of shows, and talking about upcoming shows. Each one will be a little bit different, and it's great because I get to hang out with Sheldon in the studio and bring Make a Scene to you each week. I want to thank our donors tonight, Jay Sampson and S. Kildare. We really appreciate your donations. There are so many costs to running the station. Any donation helps, so thank you for helping to continue our programming. And if you want to donate to the station, you can go to PacificNorthwestRadio.com and click on the Donate button. If you're interested in sponsoring the station or make a scene or advertising with us, please get in touch. Our email is PacificNorthwestRadio at gmail.com and in the subject line put Make a Scene or Pacific Northwest Radio or maybe one of our other programs, Green Beans, Mushroom Soup and Strawberry Ice Cream, The Artist Showcase, Behind the Console, Slip into the Fray with Lyric and Fingers, Max Power and the Tinfoil Hat, Above the Noise, Sleeping Bag Studios, Music Makers and Soul Shakers, Pacific Northwest Aboriginal Hour, Hired Guns, and two new podcasts, Ginger Approved and the BWJ Show. Pacific Northwest Radio rocks. There's so much content and it's all at your fingertips. Please enjoy all of our programming on the station and you can find it all on our .com site. Now I'm going to kick off the show with a local band called Pedal Train and this is Save the Planet and you are listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio.
Tonight's show is going to be a bit eclectic. I've got country and rock. Linda Corscadden from the BC Country Music Association and I sat down for a talk. And let's listen to that interview right now. BCCMA. Hey, is this Linda? Yes, it is. Hey, Linda, it's Sherelle from Make a Scene. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm really good. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. There's a lot of exciting things happening right now for you guys, and I wanted to uh, get an idea of how the association actually came about, and I read on your website, the brainchild of a woman named Charlie Galbraith, the nonprofit BCCMA, was conceived in 1975 as an event. Uh, it was a vehicle for local country music and today holds an annual conference and award show. It has encouraged and jump-started national and international careers for the likes of Patricia Conroy, Lisa Brokop. Gary Felgard, Rick Tippy, and Farmer's Daughters. And I wanted to add to that because there's a lot of really cool up-and-coming artists right now. The Washboard Union, Chad Brownlee, Dallas Smith, Aaron Pritchett, and many others that are just starting to take that little spring off, like my daughter, AJ Jardine, The Heels, Ben Click, just to name a few. So, Linda, I know you have a huge job. How did you actually become involved in the BCCMA? Well, it's actually kind of funny. (laughs) Um, A long time ago, and I mean a long time ago, I was actually attending the Merritt Festival in Merritt with um, the Gabby's Cabaret Clan. I used to camp with them. And uh, we were walking through the grounds, and Cheryl Holman, who was a director at that time, was there working at the BCCMA booth, and they were short-staffed. And um, I barely knew Cheryl, but she asked me and Tracy if we would mind helping out doing 50-50 for a couple of hours. Um, and then I helped a couple of years in a row, and then one of my uh, best friends, Nicole Muncy, uh, was on the board of directors at that time, and I volunteered at a few events uh, doing the awards. I was the uh, runner, mm-hmm. uh, getting the presenters, etc., for a couple of years, and then she asked me to run for a spot in 2003, um, and that year I actually wasn't elected on, um, so I ran again in 2004 after much encouraging, and I was elected onto the board. Wow, and that's how how it, this all this crazy stuff started. <laughs> it did, yeah. I've, uh, I mean, that was in 2004. I actually tried to retire in 2013 um, after Don Adams and uh, Sue and Ron Irving and and everybody. We were, we all were leaving. Mm-hmm. But I was moving up to West Kelowna, so I thought it was just time just to step down and, and get some fresh blood in there. Um, so I stepped down in February of 2013. I moved up to West Kelowna in May, June of 2013, and by August, I got a call for help yeah. um, that the BCCMA was in trouble yeah. and in the midst of shutting its doors. So yeah. I uh, was asked to come back, and, well, I have not left. So. Well, you know, and we're really happy that you are here because um, we really appreciate what you do. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, your website gives artists a chance for promotion, which is absolutely fantastic. And you have an artist section as well as industry section for members to be supported, mm-hmm. and, which is great. So um, what's the cost of annual members? Membership right now, uh, we actually have three sections. Just okay. um, so you know, we actually have a, um, the artists for solo group or duo. We have the industry section for songwriters, producers, and engineers. But we also have a musician category for all of our uh, musicians that play the guitar, bass, keys, and etc. Like your husband, Mark. Yay. So we have all of those guys up there as well. So they should be promoted. Uh, membership prices are um, for a fan. It's thirty dollars for a year. For industry, so if you're a solo artist or a group duo or whatever have you, mm-hmm. 
It's $40 a person. We have a band membership, which is $120, which includes up to four band members. And then we have $175 for those um, great businesses that want to have a corporate membership. Fantastic. The award show, let's talk about that a little bit right now. So uh, right now we are in the next set of round for the nominations. So can you tell our listeners how how does that kind of work? the whole process? Um, It's a long process, actually. I mean, after the submission ballot, um, so we just started the second ballot. This is open for two weeks, um, so that closes September 13th. And active members in the BCCA may get a chance to vote for their peers in all 31 categories, I believe. Um, They're allowed to select up to two nominees in each category. We get the results, and then a team of 12 or 15 industry professionals, which are not all board members, um, get together, and we have a powwow that takes hours. Mm. <laughs> the last one took four and a half. Oh, um, yeah, to review the results, and then we decide on the on the next ballot. Okay, cool. So after this, there's, there's that one last one, and then they go to the actual award show, and that's where they're presented. Exactly, yeah. The Same. final round, um, well, this one closes the 13th, so we'll have time to get the website updated, and the final ballot will open on September 20th, and we close that week, two weeks later, October 4th. Okay. Um, and that's where they get to choose um, one nominee instead of two. Um, and then, yeah, we uh, present the awards on October 21st. Fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the award show, ticket sales, et cetera, and the, um, how people can get tickets and what's all that. Give us all the info. We are having um, a five or four day event. So we have showcases on the Thursday um, at Gabby's Cabaret. Uh, Friday and Saturday, we've got showcases at the Town Hall in Coquitlam, which we're just setting up now. Uh, Saturday, we have a seminar for artists. Um, we have a great uh, line of panelists that are going to get up and talk about um, various industry aspects of, of what goes on, etc. And then they can ask questions. Um, Sunday, we're going to have a songwriter in the round, which we haven't done for a few years. Oh, cool. uh, David Boris and Ivan Boudreau, um are organizing this and um, going through the BCCMA and I'm helping them to set this up this year. So it's going to be quite, it's going to be an awesome full weekend. Um, That's Sunday before the awards show. So that'll start at noon. Um, And then the awards show, of course, is Sunday evening doors at 530. The show starts at 630. Tickets are $45. And they can call the office, which is me, Mm -hmm. uh, 604-533-5088 to get tickets um, and floor tickets are still available and so far we've only announced one artist performing and we've got um, multiple CCMA female artist of the year Megan Patrick flying in from Nashville she's going to join us Oh, fantastic. And we'll be announcing a few more performers after this ballot closes once we get our our count on who's who and where's what. (laughs) Yeah, you can't give us a little sneak peek, eh? Yeah. (laughs) We won't tell anybody, I promise. (laughs) No, we can't, unfortunately, because it's it's a board decision. I know, I'm just teasing um, you. It's it's a hard decision because we have so many great artists and and groups and duos, etc. It's it's really hard to, but that's how come we have so many showcase opportunities over the course of the award show weekend, Mm -hmm. so whoever doesn't get to play on the actual main stage gets to perform at, at one of those shows. So. Yeah, no, it sounds fantastic. Now, how does somebody get into the Hall of Fame? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a big um, question, I know, but um, pretty amazing. It's, uh, we have, well, with the suggestion ballot, we ask for everybody's opinions on who they would like to see inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's, um, 
you have to be in the industry for many, many years, um, and and it's a lot of dedication. Uh, the people that we've um, inducted already are like they've been producers or radio or, or whatever artists that have been in, in the industry for many, many years. Some have passed on, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we basically get suggestions. We have a long list and uh, we try to do one induction a year at the award show. And then every couple of years we'll have a huge hall of fame show, which we induct 10 at. So we're hoping to do that in the next two years, but Oh, that sounds great. Well, we look forward to seeing who's going to get it this uh, this year. Definitely. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't tell you just because uh, I just uh, called one person today, so they are pretty excited. And the other person, it, it, we want it to be a surprise uh, sometimes for the award show. It's it's pretty cool when people don't know what's oh, going yeah, on. Oh yeah, no kidding. It's like oh my god, I didn't prepare. Yeah, for this. it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know what I really love is when people like Chad Brownlee and Della Smith come forward and they say they're going to step back and let somebody else have a chance at winning an award. That is yeah. such a class act. So I just wanted to give them a shout out and say thank you very much for, you know, letting the next group of people kind of have a chance at, at that. Are there other people that kind of step up and do that from time to time? Like, um, I think they had the last couple of years, right? Uh, uh, Dallas has the last, well, this is his second year and this is Chad's first year. Um, we've had uh, musicians that have done that in the past. Shane Hendrickson has done it. Uh, Dennis Marcenko stepped yeah. down this year. Um, we've had directors pull themselves out yeah. of out of categories too. And it's just if they feel that someone else is deserving, or if they want others young and up and coming, or or what have you, then they pull themselves out. They'll go back in, or yeah. you know, it's but it's pretty cool that they do that for I sure. No, I just wanted to say thank you very yeah. much to those people. That's you guys are, are rock stars. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me see. Are there any other um, events that you guys are involved in besides the award show? There's other things that you do? Oh, yeah. We do a four-day um, event, a May-long weekend, um, in conjunction with the Cloverdale Rodeo. Um, they've been awesome the last couple of years. They've uh, helped us get the um, the Boots and Buckle Saloon going, so we do showcases for the four days there. Um, the CCMA, BCCMA Spotlight Performance we do in the spring, mm-hmm. um, which again, um, highlights some of our BC talent and in hopes of winning a spot at the CCMAs. Um, of course, we do the BCCMA Awards, and uh, we do a Hall of Fame show every couple of years, and Kenny Hess um, has a ton of our BC um, artists performing at his festival, uh, the Rock and River Music Festival in Merritt every year. So oh, nice. it's a, a great platform for our artists there as well. Yeah, you guys are working hard, definitely. And you have a monthly newsletter for members yes. only to submit to. And uh, is yes. it really easy for them? They can just, it's probably Cindy that they're sending the information to. Yeah, no, it's it's really easy. Basically, by the 25th of every month, if you have any news events or something coming up in the, for the following month, just send it in to Cindy, uh, Cindy at bccountry.com, and she gets it out. And we always try and get that newsletter out before the first of uh, the month okay, for cool. everyone to have. Because there's so much information and people are doing so much. That's just cr- every time I read it, I'm like, whoa, really? Yeah, so I know it's great. pretty cool. We have a lot of a lot of artists that are uh, booming yeah. right now. No so. kidding. And if people want to join um, the BCCMA, it's super easy. They can go online, and your um, website is. 
is www.bccountry.com. Or if they're lazy and want to call me, they can do that too, oh, 604-533-5088. A lot of people do that because they're on the road, right? So yeah. artists and stuff, they're always on tour and whatever. So it's easy for them to do it that way too. Okay, cool. And then social media tags, hashtags, what would, if somebody is writing out something and they want you guys to be included at? Um, it's basically BC Country Music. Uh, we do BC Strong just because of the fundraisers that we've done in past. Okay. And we also do, of course, um, at BCCMA. Okay, cool. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we hang up? Um, gosh, I don't know. You know, we have so much talent in BC. I'm, I'm very proud. I just did a post today on Facebook of how proud I am of our artists and stuff supporting everybody. The second ballot came out and everyone's cheering each other on. It's not so much a competition. It's, it's um, they're happy and they're proud of each other being nominated and mm-hmm. the support is just awesome and yeah. it's um it's really gotten um we're a tight family and oh, sure. i'm very very happy to be uh, the president of this association for sure well we're happy you are too linda so thank you so much for joining me on make a scene so uh, we will see you at the award show definitely you bet i can't wait it's going to be a blast yay okay we'll talk to you soon you bet. Thank okay. you. So don't forget to get your tickets to the award show because they are selling out really fast. Get a hold of Linda, as she said in the interview, and you can get your tickets. Here's a song from an artist that's playing at Breakout West, Dig a Wolf. Friday, October 12th at the Doja Coffee Shop. And this is a song called Oda, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio.
So let's check out the BC events calendar brought to you by your company. So let's get to some of what's happening in Vancouver. There's there's so much that I'm not going to be able to tell you all of it, of course. you got to search some of this out yourself, but make sure you get out and see a couple shows. Every Saturday, our friend Rob Montgomery hosts a blues brunch at the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe, and it starts at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So if you're a blues lover, head over there. Wednesday, September 12th, Hotties Music Night featuring the Stone Poets. Yay, that's my band. That's out in Stave Falls in Mission. Thursday, September 13th, Justin Wilkie with Jared and the social worker at Lana Lou starts at 9 o'clock. And then if you're heading over to the island or you're living on the island, my band, Stone Poets, sorry for the shameless plugs, but once again at the Corner Lounge with Donnie Boyd, that's on the 14th of September. September 14th. Again, Lee Nichols Trio at the Park in English Bay, 8 o'clock, start time. Saturday, September 15th, Blake Havard, and he has a solo set, 2 p.m. in downtown Vancouver, 1188 Howe Street. Now, he doesn't say the venue name, but I'm sure if you Google him, you can find out where that is. And then also on the 15th at the Duncan Showroom, we are there, Stone Poets with guest Donnie Boyd. That's a very cool room, so if you're over there, please come and check us out. September 15th, Untamed with Keely Fleming, Sarah Wheeler, and Monica Lee, and a trio of strong female indie artists unleash their indie spirit at Pat's Pub. September 21st, Ladies Sing the Blues at the Railway with Joni Ba and Nadine States, Leslie Harris and Amanda Dean. And Saturday, September 22nd, Blackthorn, which are old friends of mine. They have a house concert and art show. You have to actually go to their website to find out more information on that, blackthornband.com. 
October 5th is the best of Vancouver series of the railway and Focus Your Audio friends of ours will be playing that show. Friday, October 12th, Mad Dogs and Vancouverites at the Blue Shore Financial Center for Performing Arts at the Capilano University and Kane Meeks Arts Center. So Steve Dawson, this is a post that I got, Hey Vancouverites, as some of you know, every year I come hopping back to town and gather a bunch of pals to reimagine an album live in concert. This year we're attacking the unbridled ma'am of Joe Cocker's 1970 live extravaganza, Mad Dogs and the Englishman. A slew of great artists come along with me and the band will be doing our fun take on this classic two for two nights. Hope you can make it and tickets are available now at sdguitar at icloud.com. You can get in touch with them there. So that'll be a really cool night. Saturday, October 20th at the Blue Frog and White Rock, our friend Zappacosta is going to be playing and you can get tickets by going online. And Mark actually just did a show with him on his radio show, Green Beans, Mushroom Soup and Strawberry Ice Cream. And it just played on Sunday, but you can go to our on-demand page on Pacific Northwest Radio and find that interview. He's such a great guy, so check that out. And of course, Todd Kearns, BC Entertainers Hall of Fame induction, October 20th. And I believe the show is at the Roxy, is now sold out. His interview is coming up in the next few minutes. Sorry to tease you like that, but hang on. Now I'm going to give you a little tease, a little pre-Todd. This is Took and a Platinum Blonde song they did in 2016 called Crying Over You. And you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Crying!
Northwest Radio is a proud sponsor of Breakout West, October 10 to 14. Join over 50 bands in 10 venues in downtown Kelowna. Kick off Breakout West with a rock show featuring local Kelowna favorites, The Wild, Little Destroyer, and Like a Motorcycle. Then get your festival wristband for only $15 and keep the weekend live music going with three nights of music with over 50 bands in over 10 venues across downtown Kelowna. Tickets for both the kickoff concert and festival wristbands are on sale now. 200 plus Canadian and international industry are coming expressly to do business with Western Canadian artists. And don't forget the Western Canadian Music Awards where artists and industry will be presented with their 2018 award for their categories. Breakout West is the place for music discovery in all genres. Find your next favorite artist here. Download the Breakout West 2018 app for all details and apply your Breakout West week. For more information about the festival, go to breakoutwest.ca. See you there, music lovers. This is Linda Corsgadden, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. This is Cheryl Jardine on Make a Scene. I just thought that it would be a nice time to give a shout out to a local woman. Her name's Nora from Gabba Productions. And her and I were emailing back and forth. I really wanted her to be on the show, but schedules were a little bit crazy, but we will have her on soon. So I'm just going to give a shout out to Gabba Productions. It's a feisty micro startup from the East Vancouver. We manage bands, shows, events, fundraisers and parties. Our goal is to support Canadian talent and to ensure a vibrant, inclusive community for audiences and musicians alike. We offer outreach programs to those who might not be able to afford to go to the shows and assist new and expert musicians and bands to do what they do best. If it's a GABA show, it's a good show. And you can find GABA Productions on Facebook. And of course, I mentioned a little bit earlier, GABA is producing the show on Saturday, September 15th with all those very cool girls, Untamed at Pat's Pub. I want to play one more song before we get to Todd's interview. I know, I'm sorry, I'm just like teasing you guys to death. And I mentioned they were playing at the Best of Series in the Railway just a little while ago. This is Focus Your Audio, and this is Shades Away, and you are listening to Pacific Northwest Radio and Make a Scene. Punch those walls in well. 
Hello? Hello, is Todd there? This is him. Todd, hey, it's Sherelle Jardine from Make a Scene. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for taking the call today. I know, sorry, it's early. Anytime. And I wanted to uh, let you know that Sheldon Zaharko is sitting in on the interview. He's our, our guy here today. Hey. Oh, hey, how are you? Wicked. Hey. <laughs> I'm just here pushing all the buttons. Fantastic. Somebody has to push a button. Somebody's got to push Thank them. God it's not me. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I pushed the delete button by accident. No, don't push the delete button. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to start it by reading a little bit of promo off your website, just to give people an inside scoop on what's going on in your world. Okay, sure. I can only imagine what's there. Todd Kearns is a multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter, and producer. He is most noted for being the bass player and backup singer in Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, and for being the frontman of The Age of Electric. In more recent years, he's been making a mark as a singer-songwriter with sold-out acoustic performances all over the place. And while touring the world playing to sold-out audiences, he has also had the opportunity to share the stage with some of Rock's biggest names, including some of his own personal heroes— Slash, Lemmy, Alice Cooper, Rick Nielsen, Duff McKagan, Adam Levine. It goes on and on. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. So thank you very much for being on the show today and welcome to Make a Scene. That's that's a lot. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, I want to start out also by saying congratulations to you for being inducted into the BC Entertainment Hall of Fame. Super honor. When did you find out you were going to you were chosen this year? When did that happen? Thank you so much. That's uh, yeah. It's still very surreal to try and um, digest that one. It's uh, I guess I've known um, whenever the last time I was in Vancouver. Just happened to be in Vancouver, and uh, the word came down. It was very exciting. I, you know, in all humble Canadianness, it was sort of like really like why me? Wow. Kind of thing. But. Uh, it's very, very exciting, and, and for me, it's, it's a fascinating thing is having been when we, uh, the Age of Electric first came out to Vancouver in 91, I think, maybe 90, mm-hmm. and we did, um, we would stay right on Granville Street. Um, I don't know why, I can't think because it was affordable, and uh, back back then, it was, <laughs> it was uh, pretty shady, mm. and we would wander up and, we would wander up and down Granville Street. And then eventually it became, uh, you know, so familiar. Like, we didn't even think about what's on Robson Street, what's right. on Davy Street. We just kind of wandered around. And now to think that there's going to be a star on that street is is very strange and very, and a massive honor and, and, and hard to compute. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Well, we're, we're pretty excited. When does the ceremony actually happen? Uh, October 20th, we're doing a, a thing at the Roxy. I'm having a bunch of friends up, um, members of Age of Electric and guys from my solo band. Some of the guys from Took are coming up. Um, and then my brothers and I had a band called Static Stereo. We did one record together, and we're going to do a set together for the first time in 17 years. So uh-huh. it really just became a, a gigantic excuse for a, for a party, you know what I mean, and, uh, and a get-together. So I think we'll do the star that afternoon or that late afternoon, and then, then have it do the show in the evening. and. And that'll be that. And our tickets, I know they're going really fast. Do you know if it's sold out yet or? It's very close. I think we're like something like yeah. 20 to 40 tickets away from being sold out. So contact okay. the Roxy if if uh, anybody's interested for sure. Well, yeah, I know we're going to definitely be coming down and partying hard with you. Excellent. <laughs> now, you're, you're such a busy guy. Let's talk about Took. You just gave a, a quick little mention. Who's in the band and describe the project for everybody. Uh, well, it started as uh, myself. Corey Churko from uh, Shania Twain and Kelly Clarkson's band. 
and my partner, Brent Fitz, from Slash's band. All Canadian guys, all living in the U.S. And uh, we would spend time with Corey whenever we were in L.A. We would drive around listening to classic Canadian rock, the stuff we grew up and loved, grew up on and loved. And uh, I remember just thinking, like, wouldn't it be cool to, like, play these songs for you know, unsuspecting Americans or, or, you know, South Americans or Mm -hmm. Australians and Japanese and Asians just to kind of go, Hey, you know, we, um, this music's great. And, and it just slowly kind of just happened. I mean, Corey is an amazing producer and he just started to kind of started the the process of, uh, uh, the beginnings of it. And then myself and Brent would come in and eventually we added in Shane Gallus, as our drummer, who is uh, an amazing, uh, amazingly talented guy from uh, Innisfail, Alberta. <laughs> so he, cool! I don't even know where that is. <laughs> I, I don't either. It's like it's in, you know, outside of outside of Edmonton. I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm from outside Saskatoon, so I know this. I know the small town um, existence. Yeah. Um, so we just started to, you know, we, and then the next thing we knew, we knew they were both people wanted us us to play live. So we played several times now and um today we're announcing uh the first single on the new record so i could probably tell you we just did a version of uh, ironic by alanis morissette oh yeah cool <laughs> so, oh my god the first album is all made up of of, of canadian covers lover boy um april wine kim mitchell um all these classic rock songs that we we grew up in love and and uh and when we went to do the second album, it was sort of like there were still so many songs we wanted to do. And then the idea of doing a, an Alanis Morissette song came up. And, uh, you know, she is Canadian. Yeah. You know, we, we have, she's, she meets the criteria. Mm-hmm. And it's, what started off as kind of like a challenge of, like, can we do that? Turned into uh, a very cool version. So we're going to release that um, on September 14th. It comes out officially. But we announced that that's what it, what's going to be the first single today. Okay, cool. So yeah, we've um, the second album comes out in November, and we've got a bunch of dates coming up around the Grey Cup and whatnot for Took, um, built around that release and whatnot. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of really cool songs on that new record. Actually, we wrote a song for the new record too. So it's a project that was really built as a tribute to Canadian rock, all the all the music we grew up on. But um, we ended up writing a song that uh, we feel really strongly about. So that's going to come out as a single in November. Okay, that's cool. We're very excited. And it's um, Took, is it .com that people can kind of follow the band? Took Rocks. Yeah, just Google Took Rocks, and you can find us easily enough. Tukerocks.com, I believe, or .ca. I can't remember which one it is. I love the .ca. Yeah. I love seeing your 604 number show up on my phone. So yeah. it's just kind of comforting. Ah, Yay. people from back home. Home. <laughs> Now, just talking about Tuke, just for another couple of minutes. So my husband, Mark Gladstone, actually plays with Prism. And I saw a video. Oh. It was Armageddon. I can't remember which song it was that you guys did. It was a live thing. Yeah, Armageddon's going to be on the new record, actually. Oh, we, yeah. we recorded a version of Armageddon. Prism's another one of those greatly underrated uh, legends um, that I grew up on, that we all grew up on. And yeah, Mark's fantastic. Yeah, he says to say hi. I have no idea. Yeah. I keep trying to like find a, a way we can get Mark out to jam. I know. Hopefully that'll happen one of these days. Well, you know, we don't really time. have a keyboard player, so we uh, kind of get by without or kind of try and do what we can. But uh, it would be great to have a proper keyboard player. All the great old Canadian music has 
always has a keyboard player. Oh yeah, and he I mean, he's got all the tricks and the toys. So Oh, I know he's he's the guy. He's the guy. So keep him in the back of your mind when you're like, "Oh, we need that keyboard player." <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. He's the one I always keep talking about. We got to get Mark out. Nice. I like that. I'm sure he'll he'll be listening to my show. I, hopefully he listens to the show. <laughs> he's got his own show. So maybe <laughs> he doesn't should. even. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now this is kind of some fun stuff. Where did Todd Dammit come from? Well, that's a funny one because when I first went to Vancouver, um, we, we, we were all obsessed with all the Vancouver punk rock, DOA, and all those bands. And all my favorite guys had names like Randy Rampage and Chuck Biscuits. And there's all that sort of punk rock um uh, you know, basically take your first name and stick a, a crazy last name on the end of it. So somebody started calling me Todd Dammit. Nice. And that just sort of, uh, because it rhymes with a curse. And, uh, mm-hmm. of <laughs> and course. Uh, it's just sort of grown from there. When I, when I found myself in Las Vegas in 2006, 2007, I ended up in Las Vegas. So I didn't really end up there. I just kind of was there. Um, it was really refreshing because no one knew who Todd Kearns was, which is kind of interesting when you built your entire career around being, you know, this guy that did this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of go and have to completely uh, start from scratch in a funny way. So my friends just started calling me Todd Dammit, and, uh, and it kind of stuck. And now here we are. Perfect. I yeah. like it. And now it's really grown into a, a T-shirt company and, and, and a whole thing. So yeah, we have sure. a lot of fun doing, uh, doing that. I should, now that you said that, that's one of my questions. Uh, when did you get the idea to start your Dammit Wear anti-star designs? Well, it started as a um, uh, a friend gave me a T-shirt that said Dammit for my birthday because uh, because I was taught Dammit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I wore it on a DVD we did for Slash you know, 2011, we shot a, a, a live video in uh, Stoke-on-Trent where Slash um, was technically born in London, but they always say he was born in Stoke-on-Trent outside of London. So we shot a live DVD there, and I wore that T-shirt, and then suddenly everybody and their dog was asking me, where do I get one of these T-shirts? And I go, like, this is the T-shirt. There is no other. And then slowly we started to introduce, like, um, you know, made damage shirts available, and, mm-hmm. you know, they took on a life of their own so now we um now it's an ongoing thing beyond there now it's we can anti-stars um stuff beyond uh, just the word damn it on a t-shirt although the word damn it on a t-shirt has and has many many lives oh yeah no kidding and that's all online people can find it if they just type that in basically absolutely in if you go to toddcurrent.com you can pretty much find every single thing that i do in one form or another. Okay, cool. Um, I'm a guitar player, and uh, I want to talk to the guitar players out there now. Uh, can you tell us about the Anti-Star 6 that was revealed, I think, in NAMM last year? Oh, yeah. You know, that's another dream come true of mine. Yeah. That um, Prestige is a company out of Vancouver. I befriended them, geez, 20 years ago now. Okay, cool. And we became really tight, and uh, I always supported their, um, played their guitars and always supported their... Uh, their products and then um, you know I sort of had my own design earlier on which is just an alteration of one of their guitars and then um, with the prevailing with the Slash Tour coming up I decided I wanted to uh, kind of go the route of having my own signature bass which started out as the Anti-Star bass guitar and then um, as the Guns N' Roses Tour 
went on about another year longer than it was supposed to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I said, I said, why don't we, uh, I've got some ideas for the six string version. And, um, it, it really blew up into this whole other thing where, uh, um, guitar world, Nam gave it a, a best of Nam, wow. uh, and then Guitar World gave us a platinum award for the design. And nice. you know, it's just a fascinating thing because I'm such a nerd when it comes to guitars. I remember being a kid, and you know, friends were all drooling over cars and and uh, motorcycles, and, and I was the one staring at guitars. Nice. And you know, and that, that really sort of. Basically, the idea is always sort of like you play a million guitars, there's things you like about this one, things you like about that one, elements of this and that. And we sort of introduced that to uh, the Anti-Star 6. And the Anti-Star 6 now is, you know, we're building on that too. So there's newer designs coming built off of that as well. So it's really exciting. I love the Prestige guys out of North Vancouver. So I keep it very Canadian. Okay, cool. We like that too. So anybody uh, that's interested also can find that all online and get your own guitar and uh, that would be great. Okay, a yeah. couple, couple more things. I know you're super busy, but I have to ask this and it's, sorry, it's kind of a girl thing, but I'm a singer in a rock band here <laughs> in Vancouver called Head with Mark. Actually, he's in the band with me. Nice. And I got to know, where do you shop for stage clothes? Because you look so freaking cool always on stage. So is there a specific <laughs> store that you like to shop at or do you get your clothes in LA? You know San Francisco. You know what's funny is like when you're, I'm like 6'4", so it's always been a challenge trying to find, like I have my friends who are like barely, you know, 5'6", five, 5'8", five, five, and I'm like, they look bitching in all these cool clothes, and I'm yeah. like, I can never find them to work because I'm a giant. You're a tall guy. Yeah, generally I just, you know, I, I kind of just find um, a lot of the stuff fairly, most rock kind of oriented type stores have just sort of cool gear. There's a place out of New York City my friend owns called I Need More in the Lower East Side. He's okay. got great stuff. Cool. John Barbados is obviously a, uh, uh, you can't go wrong with John Barbados. It, it's, it's very pricey, but it, again, you can find things for a, a man-sized person. Man-sized. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but generally, uh, you know, generally I, I really don't put a whole lot of thought into it. It's, it's sort of like this fits or this, is, this works and and I wear it, and that's sort of the end of it. I don't usually um, put a whole lot of time into it. Okay. Trust me, I, I wish I was like Steven Tyler's size or something like that. You could find almost anything uh, anytime. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> what advice can you offer an original artist that's trying to break through to the other side? It's an interesting time because I think more than ever, it, it, it's a confusing time, you know, mm -hmm. as far as um, when I was doing it and when I was coming up, it is sort of like you you record music, you play shows, you build an audience, you release music, and the ultimate goal is that someone sees you and likes you and signs you and you release records, and then it's sort of up to the eyes of the beholder as to whether you can uh, build a career out of that. And with that, um, because that whole business model has changed so much, it's a little bit more confusing, but it's also a little bit more empowering as far as you know, you could probably um, build your own sort of cottage industry in a way. I think that when you kind of have uh, the ability to make your own music and the online thing has created a whole new medium for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that, you know, I, it's funny because I often say it's hard to really give any advice at all, but I think the best advice is just to keep moving forward. And I think that means playing as much as possible, 
recording as much as possible, releasing your recordings as much as possible. Sometimes it feels like you record things, you release them, and they go off into the ether and they don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But in my uh, experience, I found that um, you know the music you release um, often comes back to you. You know what I mean? Like it, it sort of it, it once it's out there, it kind of grows. Like a virus, you know. Like a virus. It just sort of of gets stronger. Exactly. It just sort of gets stronger over time. It just sort of finds its finds its audience and it finds its place. And it's funny because doing the static and stereo thing for the uh, BC Hall of Fame star I'm doing. The static and stereo guys are getting together for the first time in 17 years, and we released an album in 2001. And it was a very difficult time because at the time, downloading had just become you know, it had just become a problem for anybody trying to sell records. So at the time, it was, you know, it was deemed um, not quite a success, you know what I mean? And I would never call it a failure because, hey, we made a record and we put it out there. But um, but now, in retrospect, you know, now I have people coming up to me in Germany or Italy or Japan, and they'll have this static and stereo booklet for me to sign. And I'm like, wow, it's so funny to me how how far-reaching music can be. And I think that um, the world tends to be a kind of a small place when you really, you know, when you think about it, especially when it comes to the, the music buying public. So to me, I just think it's just keep pushing forward. Never let anybody sort of tell you different and never let anybody, uh, you know, knock you down. I think you've just got to kind of find your own strength and keep pushing forward and don't worry about things like, am I too old? Am I too this? Am I too bad? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, the cool thing is, you know, once in a while I'll read something like um, uh, Leonard Cohen never had a hit song until he was 55. That's and I crazy. go, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of like, you know, and I think that that, you know, that sort of thing is, uh, it's, insp- it's inspiring. It just keeps us pushing forward. Yeah, that's a good thing to remember. I mean, su- I hope, anyway. success is kind of where you are at the moment, right? And it's such a subjective thing, too. I mean, of course. You, know, you know how it is. You look at somebody and you go, I wish I had what they had. Yeah. They're looking at somebody else saying they wish that they had something else. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you make the best of what you have or, you, or, or often what you have is, is, uh, is somebody, else's, somebody else's envious of what you have. So yeah, no, that's I right. think it's kind of, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I love music so much that whether I was playing on tour or, or whatever, I, I, would, I would be doing it. You know, I'd be, I'd be playing some club in Saskatoon or wherever they would have me, yeah. you know, but, um, and then, you know, it's never too late to go back to that at any given time. So yeah. I never really rest too comfortably on my laurels. No, oh, that's, that's always good. Super good advice. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. And you've, uh, you've got some killer dates coming up. The one that jumped out at me uh, right off the bat when I was kind of looking at your website is you're doing Jimmy Kimmel with Slash. That's pretty cool. Love that guy. Yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, we're doing Jimmy Kimmel Live on on the twelfth. Okay. We did it once before in like two thousand twelve. Oh. Okay. And it's um, and it's uh, you know, we've done Jimmy Fallon and Conan and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you know, I'm dropping names now. Look out! But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I love uh, it. You know, it's it's such a fascinating thing to be inside it. Yeah. We do this sort of. Um, you know, to to do this sort of stuff seems very normal for us. Mm-hmm. So, in reality, I, I'm I'm the kind of person that I'm always very excited. We're doing um, our warm up show at the Whiskey A Go Go um, uh, on the 11th, and then we go back on the 12th at the Whiskey A Go Go. And you know, that kind of thing to me is it's never lost on me. You know, that's what Jim Morrison stood. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix played there. Uh, I believe Led Zeppelin might have played there. Oh, and you know, it's a, you know, 
Van Halen, all those bands, Motley Crue. Yeah. It's never lost on me how important that kind of um, heritage is. And as big a fan as I am of music, it's just sort of... Um, it, it, it never gets old for me. Exactly. When I was in England and I, I played at the Cavern Club, and I know it's it's a different mm. room now, right? But I, I actually, like, kneeled down Still, and like, kissed the floor. I was like, oh, my God, the people that have been, the history of this room is just so incredible. So. Absolutely. See, I've never been there, and that's what... That's one of those places that I've always meant to go. It's like, when can we go to Liverpool? I yeah. have to go to Liverpool. Yes. It's the birthplace of, uh, you know, so much of what I, why I do this. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, ToddKearns.com, um, everybody out there listening can go and, and check out what's happening with you right now and uh, all the exciting things. And what are your social media platforms, Todd, the hashtag so people can find you? Todd Kearns on Facebook. Um, there's a musician page and there's actually me. Okay. Um, Todd Danik Kearns on Twitter. Okay. Todd Kearns on Instagram. Um, I think that covers them. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> okay. And do you actually um, tweet yourself? I'm, That's what we want to know. Yes, I, <laughs> Are you yeah, a tweet I, I, I do. I do have a team of people that sort of when there's something, uh, a blast of whatever information that has to be announced yeah. sort of kind of comes through there as well. But 99.9% of it is, is from me. Instagram's all me. Facebook's all me. Except for the musician page is also run by the team okay. in part. My own personal page I do. So, cool. yeah, it's always, you know, I, I try to be as, as interactive as possible, though God knows it's sort of, uh, you know, it's gotten harder and harder. So, uh, but I try. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's all you can do. So we want to thank you so much for being on Make a Scene today, Todd. Oh my God, that was fantastic. Well, thank you. Good luck in everything. Um, we hope to see you at the Roxy. We're going to make sure we get tickets yeah. today. Yes, please come <laughs> out. Please come out. I would love to see you guys. It's, yeah. the, uh, it's, it's really, it's, a, it's incredibly important and special to me. I, I, I'm beside myself. Luckily, my both my parents are still alive, so oh, they're going to be there, and you know how it is. Sort okay. of like At first, I had this sort of humbling Canadian, oh, I don't know, I don't know, and my friends were like, dude, your parents are alive, yeah. the kids will be there, it's yeah. like, go do it, take it in, you know, revel in the day. Oh, breathe Eventually, it in. Eventually, homeless people will Almost people will be peeing on my stars. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you know what? Sheldon and I, and once in a while, we'll go down and we'll, we'll wash it off for you. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, my God. Okay, so thank you. And have a fantastic day, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm so excited about everything that's happening with Todd right now. Best of luck to him from Make a Scene. And we're going to keep you posted on his upcoming shows in the area so you can get out and experience Todd Dammit Kearns live. I want to thank Lyle from LCE Music for setting up the interview with Todd. And bands, if you're actually looking for t-shirts, he's got a company that's very cool. And you can go online to find him, blkshirt.ca. That's blkshirt.ca. And he's got um, large or small orders, so you can check it out. There is so much happening musically in our province. Go out and explore. Support local musicians, buy music, because music makes you feel good and it heals you. I kid you not, so get out there and enjoy. If you're a band that has an upcoming show, get in touch with me. Send your songs to PacificNorthwestRadio at gmail.com and make sure you give me all the information, who the band is, what the song is, and give me your hashtags so that we can give you a shout out. Leave the station on 24-7 because it's music online all the time. You can find your favorite programming at PacificNorthwestRadio.com. 
I want to thank tonight's sponsors, Breakout West and Zed Productions. And don't forget to check out the fabulous lineup at Breakout West. 55 plus showcasing bands, 10 venues, October 10 to 14th in beautiful Kelowna. Mark Gladstone, Sheldon, and I will be checking them out. So we'll be hanging out all the weekend. So make sure you come by and say hello. And all you rock stars out there ready to record your new album or single, check out Zed Productions at SheldonZaharko.com. Join us on both Make a Scene pages at Make a Scene BC on Facebook and listen in next week to Make a Scene here on Pacific Northwest Radio. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I'm Sherelle Jardine and get out there and make a scene.